phones are open if you want to join us here on this live Saturday episode of the program. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Coming up, we're going to talk about what happens when an armored truck is rolling down the highway blowing money out the back or something like that. What happens when, when this that is, actually This occurs? has happened before. Yeah, it actually has, and I guess it happened again, and now some people are being threatened with criminal charges for just picking up what seemed to be lost money. Litter. Yeah, and we could talk about that on the way here, plus uh, if we get into it, uh, what's Venezuela up to? There's just a lot in the news, as always. The phones are open here. Should you wish to join us with you tonight, you've got Ian. And I am Bill Clinton. Bill, I have a scratchy have voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have you back there, Bill. Uh, no, you're it's the Reverend Captain, Captain Kickass. Kick-Ass. Yeah, uh, and you're back from a little vacay, going down to or up, I guess, west. To, yeah, uh, all, all this libertying, you know, you got to take a break every every now and again. You didn't go to the Rittenhouse trial while you while you were there, did no, you? No, I didn't. Yeah. I did pass through Kenosha. However. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. What did it look different than normal? Were there no, like protesters I, in the streets or no, anything like that? It, it just looked normal. Yeah, interestingly, despite all of the buildup uh, that we saw sort of online about. Like the leftists were saying they were going to protest in in Kenosha whether or not uh, Rittenhouse was found guilty. And, of course, he was found not guilty on all counts. So a lot of people were expecting there was going to be some sort of a blow up as far as protests last night. And apparently it it didn't materialize, yeah. uh, which and, is good. And good. It shouldn't. Yeah, it's good news. Right. And, I mean, talk about a farce, right? The whole The whole court system. If you watched that thing, which I did not, by the way, I didn't watch really any of it. Uh, there were a couple of I times. Didn't either. I there were a couple of times when I walked into a place and it was on. Yeah, you know. And I heard so about I the, like, oh, the okay. excerpts. I heard about the you know the the key things. I think that that went down, but yeah. I did not sit there and watch it. But what I mean, if anything was on trial, it was the court systems, mm. in in my opinion. And I mean, just the fact that this thing that he went to trial at all you know that it was given as much television coverage as it was you know as far as the major media is concerned Mm -hmm. uh, is just laughable in my opinion there's far far more things that the media could be spending their time on that they don't uh, instead of something like this and then you know you take a look at things like uh the the epstein island what was her name uh, Jelaine Maxwell. Jelaine Maxwell. You take a look at that. She's now on trial. By you know, way. is that going to get this type of coverage? I doubt it. Nope. You know, uh, and then uh, who's the other guy? The coffee. His name's Coffee. He was he, the, the guy SWAT that raid. Shot some cops. Shot as some they were cops. raiding his house, and they found him not guilty except for one thing. You said, yeah, apparently. they found him not guilty of whatever the charges were he was facing for shooting the cops. But, but he then found him guilty of possession of a firearm. He didn't get this kind of coverage. No. You no, know, and that not. seems to me like maybe a bigger deal. Yeah, I mean, definitely the media and their choice of what to cover is frustrating. However, I don't blame somebody for carrying that trial. If you can get a feed of a big trial like that and you can put it on, you know, your Internet stream or or whatever. I mean, I I think it's good that people have the opportunity to actually watch a trial. 
Um, that's and a big, you know, fairly renowned trial because a lot of people don't know what the court system is like. They don't know. Yeah, that's true. You know, how from an works. educational perspective, yeah, from an I educational perspective, it's valuable. And I've seen a ton of trials, which is why I really didn't care. Um, you know, whatever was going to happen is going to happen, and I'm I'm glad that they found him not guilty because that's what it seemed that should have yeah. been the case. And and I think you kind of touched on this, like the, the fact that he was found not guilty is not a win. For Kyle Rittenhouse, not I mean, at all. it's not the worst loss because he's not going to prison, thank goodness. But it's it's not a win because he had to spend all of this time and this you know this effort and whatever psychic tax that having the you know the sort of Damocles hanging over your head for a year basically of your entire life is no fun. And you know just because you quote unquote win the case. Doesn't mean you get that time back. You don't get that stress uh, relieved. Uh, it's definitely taxing. You know, yeah, I mean it's taxing on people just watching the thing. I can't imagine what it's like when you're participating in something like when, when they make that big of a spectacle out of it. You know what I mean? Because that's literally what the media yeah. has done. They've made a they huge spectacle. They wanted him to get found guilty. Yes, like they, they were chomping at the bit to uh, see this guy get punished for what was ultimately an act of self-defense against assailants. So anyway, we definitely covered it this week, yeah. but if, if you want to weigh in, you're welcome to. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. Something else that happened just a couple of days ago, actually, Captain, uh, here in New Hampshire, there's a school board called the Timberlane School Board. And normally, school boards aren't worth talking about. They're right. boring. The meetings are terrible. No one wants to attend these meetings because, honestly, you can't really affect them anyway. They do whatever they want to do. They put in whatever kind of curriculum they want to put in, and it's very rare that any kind of parental involvement in their decision-making process makes any kind of difference. Uh, it's a system that is designed to be unwieldy. It's designed to be frustrating. It's designed to piss people off to the where, to the point where they're just like, you know what, screw it. We can't have any uh, effect on this. Right. But that said, there are some people that feel like they should go to these meetings, and they feel like they need to have their voices heard at the you know like the public comment section or whatever even though they get ignored even though they get sidelined and even though in some cases they actually get arrested and that's why we're actually going to talk about uh the timberlane school board which is based in i don't know if i'm pronouncing this correctly play play new hampshire i'm sure there's some sort of new england pronunciation of this that i'm i'm unaware of right, it's probably like plateau or something yeah i don't know i don't somewhere. it's it's on the sea coast it's kind of like right by the massachusetts border that's i don't where think i've ever heard that one pronounced place or something yeah anyway there's uh that's where the school board is located and earlier this year while i was still in jail for uh the crypto six charges that i was you know with the studio was raided back in march so i was in jail i did not know about what happened at this school board back in may but what happened then was an older woman probably like late 50s early 60s named kathleen bossy was arrested at the school board meeting for refusing to wear a mask mm -hmm. and i don't know if they had the segregated area at the time but they do now and so they've created a segregated area for people who will not wear masks. Oh, would you like the masking or the non-masking section? And they call it the disabled section. The, oh, no, um, really? Yeah, they call it the ADA disabled section. Oh, my God. And the funny thing is, it's obviously not ADA disabled because there are steps that are going up to this section of this school auditorium. Yeah. So clearly someone in a wheelchair would not be able to go up there without 
men lifting the person in the wheelchair up over the steps and putting them up. Uh, so this week, so again, this woman arrested for quote unquote criminal trespass. I think that crossed my feet at some point. It may point. have. Yeah. It definitely got some press coverage. Uh, she's again, she's like a grandma. She's a Sunday school teacher. Yeah. And she was there trying to attend this school board meeting, gets arrested for criminal trespass. They ended up hitting her later on with uh, the, you know, the catch all, their favorite disorderly conduct. Ooh. And she's going to trial on this uh, in April of next year. So like a year later. They're finally going to put her on trial. Well, fast forward to this week, the very same school board, again, having another one of their boring-ass meetings where hardly anybody is uh, is there, the chairman of the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire, his name's Nolan, uh, he and his wife come to this meeting with a handful of other you know, freedom-loving people, mask-free, people who, who don't want to wear masks. And one of the reasons they're attending this meeting, and he's actually attended every meeting this year, he told me, because I interviewed him for an article which is posted over at freekeen.com. There's video of what I'm about to tell you about there okay. uh, on the website. And so they show up and they're told that they need to go in the side entrance because there's a special entrance for people who aren't wearing masks, a special <laughs> segregated entrance. It reminds me of uh, the last time Ron Paul ran for president. They were doing the presidential debates. And like the Democrats and the Republicans were prominently featured, but like everybody else, including Ron Paul, had to like sit at the the debate kitty table, <laughs> little tiny you know folding chairs right. and the card table. The number here six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty is the number. So a segregated entrance for people who were then intended to be segregated in a special section of the auditorium. That's so dumb. We'll tell you what happened coming up here in moments. I've actually got the audio from this. And you can share your thoughts as well. 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Open phones if you want to join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio with you tonight, you've got Ian. And the Reverend Captain Kickass is here. And I want you to know that Free Talk Live is sponsored by the BitBox. What is it? It's What's a the BitBox, Ian? open source, 100% open source hardware wallet. You might have heard about hardware wallets if you're into the world of cryptocurrency. If you're not yet into crypto, well, we'll tell you later how you can get into it. But when you finally learn about hardware wallets, you're like, oh my God, this is a great solution because it helps you protect your hard-earned crypto from being potentially hacked or stolen. It's one of the best ways to store crypto that you care about so if you've got bitcoin or ethereum for instance you definitely want to look into the bitbox it's 100 percent open source some of these hardware wallets out there they're not open source so you don't know what's going on with the code that those things are running with bitbox it's completely open source you can learn more about it over at box.freetalklive.com use code ftl and you'll save five percent off of any order of a bitbox at box.freetalklive.com you can also enter our giveaway that we're doing you have to subscribe to our odyssey channel at video.freetalklive.com Take a screenshot of your subscription to prove that you're subscribed, and then you post that on our social media platform, which is social 
www.freetalklive.com. Make sure you tag Aria in the post because she's the one who's gathering all the entries. Oh, okay. And then we're going to draw a winner at some upcoming episode of Freer Talk Live, which is our internet-only after show, uh, which is fantastic. So please uh, head over to, uh, again, video.freetalklive.com, follow the Odyssey channel, and then post proof of it over at social.freetalklive.com. Tag Aria and you're in the drawing. That's pretty cool. Box.freetalklive.com is where you can go to learn more about the BitBox and order your own with code FTL for 5% off. We'll talk more about the school board arresting the chairman of the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire this week for just refusing to segregate, refusing to basically go to the back of the bus. Uh, But let's go first to Jerome. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Jerome. He's a coward, a punk, and a murderer. A lot of people that defend in Rittenhouse. Who, Biden? A lot of people defend in a lot of people defending Rittenhouse, those are the same people that were defending that cop that murdered George Floyd. No. Okay, well, first of all, that's, that's not right. what we do here yeah. on Free Talk Live. I don't know who you're referring which one to. Of you said, which one you said are you happy for? Huh? You happy for a murderer? Well, he's by you definition a not a murderer. Not one, two people. And shot it. He tried to kill the other guy too. Jerome, he's just lucky. By definition, Kyle Rittenhouse is not a murderer. He has been found yes, not guilty. Is. Yes, he is. By a he jury, he murdered two unarmed people. He didn't have a damn scratch on him. No. Well, first of all, one you know, guy life, attacked him with a skateboard. Hmm? Oh yeah, right. Yeah, it's in the video. He didn't I mean, even have a scratch on him. Did you see Kyle Rittenhouse have a scratch on him? When Do he you believe in the right the to self-defense? Yeah, but not when you shoot out on people like that. If somebody's coming at you, Jerome, and you are in fear for your life, you understand you have the right to shoot that person even if they don't have a gun, right? Hey, that's the same damn lie them scumbags in Georgia are using after they kill them. That's the justification that police use all the time. That's the same damn lie the scumbags in Georgia that murdered Ahmaud Arbery are using, okay? They feared for his life. It was a tragic situation. Yeah. And then he gets on the witness stand. What's the difference? There ain't no difference. That's what the difference is. He's a scumbag murderer. Jerome. And he got away. Do you think it's possible? I want you to answer a question. Do you think it's possible that it was wrong for the police to kill? uh, The cop was uh, Derek Chauvin, I think. That Mm -hmm. it was wrong for Derek Chauvin to kill George Floyd and that it was right for Kyle Rittenhouse to defend himself in that situation. And look, Kyle Rittenhouse is a murderer. You, you didn't answer the question. You Can you just answer the question? He was wrong for murdering George Floyd, okay? And he got what he deserved. He should have got more than that. You didn't answer the question. Should I ask it one more time? Ask your question. Okay. The question is, is it possible? Can you... Can you understand that someone could have the opinion that it was wrong for George Floyd to be murdered by that cop and have the same person have the differing opinion that it was right for Kyle Rittenhouse to defend himself against those assailants? That person is not me. That might be you. Yeah, that's me. me. That's me. Yeah, see, I'm against police violence. I'm against police abuse. I'm against the police getting away with murder. The police get away with murder all the time, and they are not defending themselves in many of those cases. They are killing innocent people, both black, white, Latino, Chinese, you name it. They kill all kinds of uh, peaceful people out there. 
And at the same time, I hold the opinion that you should be able to use a gun to defend yourself against a bunch of killers, potential attackers that are coming From at what? you. From what? What attack? He didn't have a scratch on him. That's because he was How good with his gun. Yeah. Defending oh, yourself you doesn't require to... you to first be physically armed. Right. It requires you only to be threatened. Was he supposed to have that rifle? Who cares? Huh? Now, you answer the question. Was he supposed to have that rifle? Yeah, somebody gave it to him. <laughs> did he own the rifle? Somebody yes, he did. Somebody him. gave it to him. Oh, okay. He wasn't supposed to have that. Yes, he, he was. He didn't himself. steal it. What are you talking about? You he said he wasn't supposed to He's have it. 17 he, years old. He, He's under So age. what? Dude, do you know how many 17-year-olds fought in Vietnam? <laughs> yeah, you got to understand something, Jerome. There is no prohibition. Now, look, yeah, may, maybe in, like, Los Angeles or New York City or Chicago, there are prohibitions against people possessing guns. What's what's but, the uh, what's the thing? Uh, oh, yeah. If it wasn't for 17-year-olds with guns, Jerome, you'd be British. <laughs> So, but the thing is, there are places where it's completely legal. Now, I don't know what all these places are. I presume that Kenosha, Wisconsin is one of these places because they didn't charge him for it, right? They didn't charge him for being 17 with a gun. Yeah, it's perfectly fine. I mean, so, there's a lot of hunters and that kind of thing in, in, yeah. in Wisconsin. And so it, their gun laws, I mean, they have laws against concealed carry, but open carry is fine. Here's, this, here's the subtlety that maybe Jerome isn't picking up. And I put him on hold because he's just okay. shouting constantly. Uh, but the subtlety that he doesn't understand is just because it is not legal for a 17-year-old to purchase a gun doesn't mean that it's illegal for the 17-year-old to have it. Right. So if your dad or a friend, in this case, I believe it was a friend that gave this gun to him, if somebody who is legally in possession of a gun hands you a gun and you're legally able to possess it, they can't arrest you for it. Yeah. So, yeah, should he have had the gun? Yes, he should have. Somebody gave it to him. Jerome, final thoughts. You are full of it. He ain't supposed to have that gun. And nobody what, told you him said to be so? out there Why? anyway. Because you said Who so? Who told him to be out there? Who the hell told him to be out the there? The people at the Who's car co- lot, which, by the way, I learned were uh, Indian guys. They look like they're from the Middle East. So the people that own the car lot weren't even white dudes. A lot of people think this is all about white power or white nationalists or something like that. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Jerome, for the call tonight. The number here is 603-283-6160. Keep saying he ain't supposed to have it. Why? Because Jerome said so? Because it looks to me like it was completely legal for him to possess huh. that gun. A bunch of my cousins at, you know, 12, 13 years old had their own firearms. That their parents quote unquote, gave to them, you know? right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yes. So 603-283-6160 is the number here. If you want to weigh in on, you know, whether it's Rittenhouse or corrupt school boards, we're going to talk about all those things, plus money just blowing out of an armored truck. Coming up. When Monster Hunter International discovers one of Isaac Newton's wardstones being auctioned off, they decide to steal it and use it to destroy the Chaos God once and for all. But a mysterious thief upends their plan, and it soon becomes a race against time as something much older and infinitely more evil awakens in the jungles of South America. Monster Hunter Bloodlines by New York Times bestselling author Larry Correa and Bane Books. Visit MonsterHunterNation.com for more.
Talk Live, and the phones are open for you if you want to join us. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. By the way, the phones are blowing up. we got room for maybe one more caller unless you call on our SIP line. That line is almost never occupied, and it does take a few hoops that you got to jump through in order to get on the sip line but if you do it then you will sound almost a lot of, a lot of cases it'll sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio with us and with you by the way it's ian and the captain uh so if you want to learn about our sip line just go to sip.freetalklive.com that's sip.freetalklive.com it'll take you to a forum thread where i've written out in detail all the steps you need to follow to connect to that line and then you will sound way better than the average caller but that said we do appreciate the average caller so we're going to go to the phones i just and, before you do that i just yes. want to say uh jerome the next time you call in uh give us like an address i'd like to send you like some sort of a gift basket <laughs> for every time you call like all of a sudden the phones light up so yeah. like you know it's I, true i just want to send you a token There's of our appreciation no other caller that can actually generate other phone calls like Jerome. It's he, it's amazing. He's got a, a knack. Uh, let's go to your calls and thoughts, though. Jim is on the line first up in Pennsylvania listening uh, on the radio. Go ahead, Jim. Hey, how you guys doing? Good, Thanks Jim. What's for, on your uh, mind tonight? Taking my call. Yes, sir. Yep, and like you said, Jerome, uh, he drummed up a caller. So, nice. Uh, drummed up four I of them, actually. You're the first. Go ahead. Of, I respect his line of thinking, but... Uh, that's not actually what took place up there. And uh, there's a lot of video footage, and uh, I can't believe you guys didn't mention that to him. And Oh, I think I mentioned yeah. it. I just don't think Jerome listens to a word no. that we say. No, I don't think he did. So no. I just, uh, the whole thing is upside down, and uh, but you're going to get that. No. Well, that's because when somebody enters into a criminal justice situation from the outside as a, just an observer, they they pack in all of their political beliefs into that situation, and then that just leads them to have blind spots where because you know if they were to actually see what was really going on, they might have to reassess their political beliefs and. Jerome has a very specific set of beliefs, and that is that the Democrats can do no wrong and that everything that they say and do is, you know, God's word. And so, therefore, if some Democrat on MSNBC says Kyle Rittenhouse is a killer or CNN, then it must be true uh, that he's a murderer. And it's ridiculous. Nope, you got that right. <laughs> you nailed that one. Anything else you want to share, Jim? I just, yeah, no, um, actually, no. Uh like I said, the the evidence is there, and you know I'm sorry that we have so many disagreements on this. Or I'm like, are you in touch with reality? <laughs> no, apparently you know, like, not. And there are a bunch of people who also are completely delusional about this, and it's just more evidence that we cannot get along. That uh, nope. people in this country are never going to come together. There's never going to be some sort of unity. The United States is a failed experiment, and people mm. need to go their separate ways. Don't you agree? I don't want to agree. It's time, though, isn't the it? The hairs on my neck are racing up, <laughs> but you might be on to something. <laughs> Thanks, Jim, for the call tonight. I appreciate it, man. Well, and from a voluntarist perspective. And a voluntarist the, is what? A person who believes in the non-aggression principle. Which is? 
which is uh, basically the right to self-defense, right? Like, don't, and that's what I'm getting at here is if you look at the non-aggression principle, which says, don't be the aggressor, right? Yeah. If you're the aggressor, then you're wrong. You lose. You, you lose. Yeah. You're in the wrong, right? Uh, it's the old thing, like when you get into a fight at the playground or with your younger brother or whatever, who hit who first? Okay, well, you're the one getting punished, right? right? That's, that's the basics of the non-aggression principle. If you take a look at that in relation to the Kyle Rittenhouse case, was Kyle Rittenhouse the aggressor? No. Or were other people aggressing upon him, and did he then defend himself? Well, obvious, it seems obvious to us, but from somebody in Jerome's camp, from their perspective, they believed that Kyle Rittenhouse was the aggressor simply because he had a gun and was openly oh, carrying a gun. Yeah, see, and I know people like that. I know people who, I know a guy who, the neighbor across the street you know, moved in, it was a rental house, so new neighbor, and he got all scared. Because he's like, oh, my new neighbor, he's just open carrying in his driveway. I'm like, so? He's like, well, that's scary. He just has a gun Wait, on him. Where was this? In uh, New Hampshire? A friend of mine in Washington State. Oh, in Washington. Yeah, okay. yeah. He had, a, he had a neighbor move in across the street from him. It was a, Is this in Seattle? Uh, ish. The okay, greater say, Seattle area. I didn't know you could open carry in, in uh, Seattle. Is Washington State's actually uh, very uh, friendly to open carry and that kind of but a thing. But Seattle? Uh, I don't. I don't think this was in the city of Seattle proper, uh, okay. but it was in you know sort of one of the suburbs, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But at any rate, still, like the dude was you know very scared of his neighbor <laughs> yeah. for just having. And like, I'm like, well, did you go and introduce yourself? Say welcome to the neighborhood. <laughs> maybe no, he he's. Did he? Maybe he's. You know, I don't know. Perhaps he's law enforcement or something. You know, or you know, a bodyguard or you know, an instructor. I don't know. You don't know. You're yeah. just immediately scared of him because he's got a sidearm like that's that's not very neighborly of you dude you know yeah and that's again just more evidence that we can't live with these kind of people i mean they should be in a place with their own kind where the only people that have guns are their government agents because obviously they're fine with that they don't mind having their people that are enforcing their laws right. on other people having guns because they understand you can't do it any other way. Uh, but, you know, in my world here in New Hampshire where we live, it's like open carry isn't really that uncommon. You do see it from I, time to time. I won't I, I won't lie. I was surprised at the amount of open carry that I saw when you I moved got here. here. Yeah. And it's not enough, but it's no, but it's far more frequent than yeah. well any other place that I've lived. Really, yeah, I've seen in you know the years I've been here, I've seen a guy like getting out of his car and racking a slide on a on a gun and just putting it in his in his holster. This was before they made it so you could uh, conceal carry without a permit. This, right. That that passed in New Hampshire in 2017, so it was before that happened. So there was a stupid rule that said that if you had a gun, you couldn't like conceal it on your body while you were in a car uh, because if you didn't have a license to do that or whatever so it was just ridiculous so the dude had to like he literally had to show his piece as he was getting out of his car and and put it you know on his body and i've seen people just carrying inside various different businesses just under their coats or or whatever it's very very common and open carry does happen but the point i wanted to make about this is more people need to do it. Oh, yeah. And that's because it scares these pussies and it makes them want to leave New Hampshire. It makes the, the liberal elite really upset and the and you know the rank and file really upset. And they're like, oh, my God, I've got to get back to Massachusetts. 
Let's go uh, back to your calls and thoughts here. Jack is on the line in uh, Tennessee listening to WGOW. Go ahead, Jack. Yes, sir. I was listening to that, uh, I guess, your Jerome guy. Yes. And uh, he, most of these people are just on feelings and emotions. He is very uninformed. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the problem I've seen with lots of things lately. You know, people read whatever they want to believe on Facebook or social media, and they believe it instead of looking at the facts. Right, and like a lot of people thought issue. that uh, Kyle Rittenhouse had shot and killed black people. Yes, and he exactly. Didn't. Yeah, none of them were black. And also the judge threw out the gun charge because the gun was deemed a long rifle, which he is a, a, it's legal for him to own at 14 years old in that state. And yep. his father and family live in Kenosha. His mom lives across state lines about 10 miles away, and he has stayed in. That's his community. He was there to help. Yep. You Not going to get any disagreement and, from me. I just, uh, I just wish people. I mean, I hate the whole thing happened. I hate people lost their lives. I hate that he was put in a position to have to do that. But uh, I would hate to be put in a position to do that. And yeah. I'm 45 years old. Yeah, no one should have to take another human's life. I mean, it's 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 tragic. There's no doubt about it. Jack, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate it. And that's something that, like I said before, dude didn't win. He just didn't no. go to prison. Right. And now he's got to live with this for the rest of his life. That the fact that he, you know, yeah, they weren't necessarily good people that whose lives he took. But that's still not going to, like, make you sleep better at night, right? The number here is 603-283-6160. You can join us here on Free Talk Live. Yeah! Yeah, it's Free Talk Live. The phones are open. Come on! If you want to join us, you can do that. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603 603- Two eight three six one six zero. And what do you do if you find a bunch of money that just spilled out of an armored truck as it's barreling down the highway? Well, we can talk about that coming up here when we get the chance. Plus, a uh, a guy was arrested this week in New Hampshire. You know, it ain't totally a free place. There's a lot of work to be done yeah. here. But it is the most economically free, according to the Fraser Institute. We just re- uh, revealed their latest study yesterday. Uh, but that's not to say there isn't work to be done. And a school board arrested a man for quote-unquote criminal trespass for refusing to go to the back of the bus into the segregated separate but equal section. Uh, we'll tell you about that story on the way. Of course, your calls and thoughts we had Jerome on the line earlier, and he was wailing about Kyle Rittenhouse, and people want to say something about it. So we're going back to your calls and thoughts. Although, I do want to make sure you know about Bitcoin.com. If you are ready to learn about cryptocurrency, you really ought to get over to Bitcoin.com. Click Get Started at the top of the page, and then they'll take you to a series of videos. If you're really pressed for time, you can watch just the first one. It's like three minutes long. It'll give you the basics about what is cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. What makes it special? What makes it different from the government monies that we've been forced to deal with for so many generations? Uh, why it is time for this technology and what makes it so impactful. So start your journey over at Bitcoin.com. Click Get Started at the top. If you're not new to crypto, you can get the latest news headlines over at News.Bitcoin.com. They're always putting something fresh up there every single day. Really great coverage on uh, the cryptocurrency world. It's a good site. It, it really is. is. It is. News.Bitcoin.com. Ah, oh, bummer. We just lost the guy in Toronto. I was oh. really hoping... To take the guy in Toronto. But instead, we're going to Dave in Spokane, Washington, listening to KXLY. Go ahead, Dave. Hey, guys. Hey, Dave. Uh, well, yeah. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, loud and clear. Go ahead. All right, great. Um, 
Well, Jerome got me a little worked up because uh, it just he hits on some of the points, and he's a symptom, or not maybe not the I, one of the symptoms of problems we have in the country. And you guys touched on a little bit of the emotional response people have instead mm -hmm. of letting facts and logic enter the equation. Um, and a few things I think are causing this. So here's a few list of them. Uh, a familiarity with guns, just like the example you gave your uh, that neighbor being afraid of somebody just wearing a gun. Mm -hmm. um, you know, about 50 to 100 years ago, if you go back there and then look up until now, one of the problems is the number of people who had touched and used a gun back 50 to 100 years ago. And you and you compared it then to now, it would almost be a direct line down at, a, at an angle from left to right. Yeah, uh, yeah that's and, true. And that's that's. I think that's just part of the problem. People are scared of things they're not familiar with. Yeah, and, and there's no like, doubt oh guns, if you aren't familiar with them, are scary, right? Like, they go boom, yeah. they're very loud, and you could kill yep. someone with it. And so. I think up until, that's like, correct. I want to say, like, the 60s or something, they, like, yeah. kids would actually bring guns to school, and yeah. they would teach them firearm safety training in school. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah, I think you're really making an important point here, Dave, that the firearms culture exists a lot more in some places than it does in others so like for instance here if i were to see my neighbor open carrying i would think right on the neighborhood just got safer you know right, like, yeah. yep. <laughs> yeah, absolutely because a responsible person open carrying somebody who knows how to use a gun is not a danger to anyone at all except for some bad guy that might come along and try to do something awful but then again if you've got enough people open carrying around you're an insane person if you're a bad guy who tries to do something now that's why these guys are attacking that... good oh, i'm sorry that goes exactly to one of my other points about the rittenhouse case is that idiotic you know assistant da tried to make this argument though you know well why did you have a gun if you didn't think these people were a threat to you why would you need a gun why would you need a gun why carry the gun and i was like wait a minute dude <laughs> the gun actually is you know carrying it like he did strapped out not concealed just carrying it mm -hmm. that's actually a way to diffuse potential arguments because a sane person like you said is not going to go try and start a fight with somebody with a gun right so holding a gun like that is a way to try and keep a violence from occurring not the opposite Absolutely true. Yeah, good point. I mean, there's a reason why New Hampshire has as low of a violent crime rate as it does, as low of a murder rate as it does. And it, I believe, is like number one or number two, and it's tied with Vermont, where there's also a high level of gun ownership. Uh, that's uh, yeah. And that's because people aren't afraid to open carry, and they're not afraid to conceal carry and defend themselves if necessary. Uh, you know, somebody who wants to go rob a bank or, you know, hold somebody up in the streets is going to have an easier time of it if they do it in somewhere like Massachusetts where guns are basically prohibited or, or New York City or whatever. And smart criminals understand that. Yeah, exactly. And the idea that th this other problem is, there he's saying he wasn't allowed to have a gun. Well, why not? He's legally allowed to have it. The yep. only reason Jerome thought he was not allowed to have it is because Jerome doesn't think he should have it. Well, it's because right. it's and, Jerome's choice of media told him mm. that he wasn't supposed to have it. Yes, and, and he speaks to murdered people. He says, well, the guy murdered two people, and so you know he's guilty just because two people died. And I, I'd, I'd like to explain to people like Jerome uh, that there's a difference between a homicide and a murder. A, a yep. homicide is just, you know, you die doesn't mean it's a murder. And if you have self-defense, like, like was the case uh, here, then that absolves the person of any charges. It, it's a homicide still, but it's not a murder. And I hear people talking about the victims, and, and they'll refer to, well, the victims got no justice here. I'm like, wait a minute. 
if this was consider this was a woman that was about to be raped and mm -hmm. she happened to have a gun and she shot the assailant that was trying to rape her, would we consider the person that got killed the victim? That's an interesting question, and, and it would yes. have been interesting had Kyle been a female yeah. in that situation uh, and see if yeah. people would have behaved differently. Yeah, exactly how that would have changed the idea, because I don't see the people who were shot as victims. Or am I, I'm not happy that they're dead, except for well, a, couple, a couple. I didn't like some of the things in their history, but I'm not happy that people die in general. Mm -hmm. But I think calling them a victim is way out of line. I mean, they yeah. were assaulting and tr or trying to assault him. And, and the, just because he didn't get hit or didn't get shot at doesn't mean he can't defend himself. If a guy is coming at you and threatening manner and a mob just by itself can be a threat. If you have even 10 people, guess what? The Rock himself would be, you know, vulnerable to 10 people attacking him. So the threat can be just the number of people attacking you. Yeah. But grabbing for, the way you don't get shot and killed, you know, for America is, A, don't chase somebody with a gun and, you know, like you're threatening to attack them. Don't grab their gun while they have it. Uh, don't take a skateboard like you're going to hammer over the head. Don't point a gun at them because that's, you know, all those things might get you shot. <laughs> Great points, Dave. Thanks for the call tonight, man. Definitely appreciate it. I think you summed it up uh, really well there, and especially the comment about the gun culture, you know, because that's really important. If you're in a, in a place, if you live in a place where the culture is to be afraid of guns, is that only the quote-unquote authorities, the government guys, should have guns. You really ought to get the hell out of there. Like, if you understand yeah. that guns, you know, possessing guns by responsible people actually reduces crime and it helps keep people safe on the average person, you know, then then you shouldn't live in those places because you're surrounded by psycho people, crazy people who do not understand that factor. Yeah. And that's such an important factor. And in fact, that's one of the reasons why New Hampshire, whenever the leftists here propose some sort of new gun restriction they always try to take the smallest baby step I've, I've been in these hearings in the state house and i've watched how they go and the way the le the leftists who are trying to they do want to restrict guns but they know where they are and they know the culture in new hampshire is like he was talking about here people are still raised around guns right. they are fairly common if you're a kid in New Hampshire, there's a good chance you've been to a gun range or just in somebody's backyard, yep. right, like out in the woods, and you fired a gun. And that's true for the people on the left as well. A lot of them were also raised around guns in sort of this New Hampshire culture. And so when the leftists come in with, with a piece of legislation, it's always just the littlest baby step. And they're always – they always, when they speak in front of the committees about this, they always say things about how, you know, I was raised with guns here in New Hampshire, and I love guns, and I, I understand why we need to have them. But, you know, we shouldn't we just do a background check, right? Like they, they try to couch whatever it is that they're proposing in being friendly to right. guns. Like they get it. So it's – that culture is alive and well here in New Hampshire, and in some places, it just doesn't exist at all. If they actually did, quote, get it, unquote, they wouldn't even be saying the things that they were saying, trying to... No, that's true, but it does give you an example of, like, how ingrained this is. Yeah. Like, even the leftists feel like they have to apologize for what it is that they're proposing. Well, and I was illustrating something sort of unrelated... And it never succeeds, uh, by the way. That's true. Go ahead. Uh, I was illustrating something unrelated to some folks uh, back on the West Coast about how there's no seatbelt law here in New Hampshire. 
and immediately they just I don't know I think they had visions of their head about like everybody's just driving around with no seatbelt on all the time and like you know do, doing crazy no 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 everybody still wears their seatbelt because seatbelts are a good idea honestly I don't wear it but around just, the city no but most of the people around here do if you watch the drivers most yeah. people are wearing their seatbelts because it's a good idea yeah. it just doesn't require force that's true and the, the numbers between here and Massachusetts of people that wear their seatbelts are actually almost statistically the same yeah and in Massachusetts, you know, they can pull you over for it. We're just not in fear of cops pulling us over. Yeah, more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Is your broken heart stopping you from being authentically happy? My name is Jeremy West, and for a limited time, I am running a free online class to teach you what most people don't know about how to deal with your feelings, the simple way to deal with your negative thinking, the key to breaking your unhealthy relationship patterns, and so much more. No more feeling like a failure who will never find true love. No more self-medicating and ending up feeling even more miserable. And no more feeling like you'll never be someone who deserves an amazing partner. Sound good? You'll discover a new way to finally feel validated and loved. To stop trying to get your self-worth from the very people who tear it down. And to put you in control of your own happiness. So you never surrender that control to another person again in as little as eight weeks. Register now for my free online class at beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. That's beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and we're kicking off the second hour of the program. You can join us here and bring up whatever happens to be on your mind. That you want to talk about on the radio with me, Ian. And the captain. And the number for you, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Coming up, uh, the situation actually occurred where apparently an armored truck was driving down some road or highway and blowing money out somehow. And people picked some of it up, as you would presume that they would. And we'll we'll tell you about what happened. Uh, The captain has that story coming up. Plus, the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire, the chairman of the LPNH, has been arrested for so-called criminal trespass because he was at a school board meeting and refused to segregate himself because he wasn't wearing a mask. We'll tell you about that. Also, I got audio of that happening as well. But first, we're going to go to your calls and thoughts. Robert is on the line in South Carolina to start things out this hour. Go ahead, Robert. I just wanted to put the gun thing a little bit in perspective. I got my first gun. Actually, it was a rifle with a strap for, to put around my shoulders for my parents when I was eight years old. Hmm. And um, I never had any problems with it. I lived in, in the Ramapo Catskill Mountains, north and west of New I presume York. they took you to the range and or, you know, an empty yard or whatever and, and taught you how to use it. Yes, my, 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 my mother and my stepfather gave me the gun and my father taught me how to use it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there was a, a, a range uh, in the tux, in, on tux, on, near the top of Tuxedo Mountain where, where we practiced with my two little brothers. They practiced on the gun as well. And you know that is completely within the rights of those parents to make that decision. Uh, in my case, my dad was taking me to, had taken me to the gun range, I think when I was like eight or nine or ten, somewhere in that range. And... They didn't want to give me a gun at that age for whatever, you know, it was just their choice. Um, But then, you know, later on they did. 
Uh, I wasn't a teenager. It was much, much later. But they uh, they said I could have like a BB gun of my own when I was a when I was a teenager. But everybody's parents has a different rules. On, on yeah, for this. for me, it was I was at some sort of a family gathering, possibly a Thanksgiving even, mm-hmm. and we were at somebody's house out in the rural area, and just in the backyard off the deck, uh, there were some target practice going on. I had some mm-hmm. cans and bottles up on a, a little ledge, you know, out in the back forty kind of a thing and my cousins were firing and one of my uncles looks over at me and he's like you you think you want to try one i'm like mm, okay and i tried one and it was i don't know it was like a 22 or something and i totally missed uh-huh. uh and finally i got one after several tries and then of course they how were like old were you oh man i don't know man like like maybe, a little kid or maybe a 10 okay yeah, yeah. maybe 10 yeah. 11 years old something like that so not not old but you know, it, it was definitely a family thing. It wasn't, yeah. you know, a school thing. It wasn't, it was family. And like, they're all hunters and they were mm-hmm. prepping for hunting season, I'm sure. And all that kind of a thing. Seems and, like a fine way to learn. Yeah. Robert, what else did you want to say about it? I, I, I'd also like to say that Kyle Rittenhouse, I do believe, was hit twice with that skateboard. Once in the head. And mm-hmm. was, he was hit so hard that he was having trouble staying up. And I do believe he fell and then and then managed to get up. Um but but he was hit. He, it wasn't that he wasn't hit at all, mm. as Jerome had said. And by the way, just so you know, Jerome once said over the air what his job was. He was retired from, and it was a, 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 a position involving significant public trust. And I'm I'm really surprised that they entrusted him with that kind of a job, considering what he the kinds of positions he's taken over the air. Do you want me to say what kind of a job it was? I mean, you can make an allegation. I, obviously, it's just what no, you're I, saying. I mean, he actually said it over the air. He said he was a, a police officer. That seems hard he to believe. He's retired. <laughs> Very interesting, though, uh, Robert. Thanks for the call tonight. Uh, I appreciate it. We'll have to ask him about that the next time. Yeah, if we remember, we'll definitely yeah. uh, definitely bring it up to him. 603-283-6160. Speaking of police officers, there were at least two of them in attendance at the School board meeting in uh, Why are cops even at a school board meeting? Because they might have to arrest somebody. <laughs> and that's exactly what they did when the chairman of the Libertarian Party, his name's Nolan Pelletier, or Pelletier, I don't know how you pronounce it, French, uh, but a nice guy. I'd never actually met him before, didn't know um, you know, about what was going on with the Libertarian Party. I just haven't paid close close attention yeah. over the last year or so, but um, he is the, the newer chairman of the, the LP of New Hampshire, and he had attended all of the school board meetings. The poor bastard. I mean, it's why just brutal. Why would you torture yourself in yeah, such a fashion? Brutal. The reason why they were going, uh, he and his wife were uh, were there, and they were unmasked. And the reason why that he had been attending these meetings was specifically because of the issue of masks, that the school board is forcing the children in the that attend school district uh, schools there to wear masks at all times, apparently, throughout the day. And they apparently had said during the summer that they were going to make it optional, and then they changed their mind and and continued the mandate. So they, you know, I guess were there to have themselves heard and maybe speak out about it or or whatever. Didn't get a chance because before the ma- basically before the meeting began, they started by reading a threat to the people that were in the audience. And I'm just gonna, I know it's I know it's school board content, but I want it's 
These meetings are just really dull, but I want to play the threat, and okay. we'll, we'll play for you what happened like almost immediately as soon as this threat was read out. So this chairperson of the school board, she's a doctor, some so-and-so, uh, and you know, of course all these people are masked on the stage. This is video, by the way, that you can go see for yourself over at freekeen.com. It's right there. It's the top story uh, right now. Here's how this meeting started, and I did clip some of it out just to give you the essentials of this. Uh, so here I'd like to take a moment to address the rules of order at the Timberland Regional School Board school board meetings. So while our board meetings are open to the public, our board meetings are not public hearings where the public has the right to speak out. In other words, board meetings are not public meetings, but meetings held in public. Huh? Board, 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 what? Board meetings are not public meetings, but they're meetings that are held in public? Yeah, I don't know how to describe the sort of serpentine, labyrinthine, nebulous, whatever you want to call that description of this meeting, but it is definitely like a crazy bureaucratic kind of statement. That's, that's doublespeak if I ever heard it. Yeah. So that's how they start the meeting, and then the threats come out. All attendees are expected to conduct themselves in a civil and respectful manner, and the board will not tolerate interruptions, harassment, discrimination, threats, or other conduct that interferes with its meetings. Now, by the way, I've got a title on the the, uh, the video. It says, Excluding the Board's Own Harassment, Threats, and Intimidation, <laughs> of course, which is exactly what they're doing to the people. Remember, if you weren't tuned in the first hour, they have a separate entrance for people who are unmasked, they have a special section, which she'll refer to here in just a moment, for people who are unmasked. It is absolutely segregation at this uh, this board meeting. Interruptions, name-calling, booing, speaking, and making remarks during the meeting will result in removal from the meeting. Violations of policy BEDH shall result in immediate removal from the meeting. Finally, while the vast majority of the public has been respectful and compliant with the mask mandates in the district, please be reminded that masks be worn in all schools and SAU buildings in the district, including the location of the board meeting. Now, she's actually reading, and they have on the screen here, the statement that she's making about the masks. So this is something they've already published, I believe. Yeah. This, it doesn't have a date on the screen, but I suspect that this is being read at the beginning of every meeting just to put everyone on notice of what they can do. Persons with disabilities may elect not to wear a mask at board meetings if they remain seated in the cordoned off area of the Performing Arts Center. Members of the public who refuse to wear masks and do not remain in the cordoned off section of the meeting will be in violation of the rules of the meeting. Continued refusal to follow the rules of the meeting by any member of the public will result in an order to leave the premises. If the member of the public does not leave the premises on their own volition, such refusal constitutes criminal trespass. Now, criminal trespass... They can charge differently, right? Like it can, be, it can be charged as a violation, but it can also be charged as a misdemeanor with up to a one-year penalty behind bars. Wow! So you know, and she doesn't specify what this is sure. going to be, but under RSA six thirty-five colon two, section three B two, and I will ask law enforcement for assistance effectuating the removal of said person from the meeting. 
And guess what happens? Moments men in later. costumes with guns show up. And masks. Masked men oh, with yeah, guns. Right. I forgot. Uh, the number is 603-283-6160. And just moments later, that's exactly what she does. We'll uh, share that with you coming up here. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's Ian. And the captain. Don't forget, you can join us over at freetalklive.com. We've got a social media platform, and we run it. So it's not some sort of big tech, mega corporate situation where you have to really worry about what you're going to say. Or else they'll delete your account, which is, by the way, what Twitter's been doing over the last several weeks. Like, mm-hmm. every week they've been deleting a fairly well-known libertarian account. And the, these are people with, like, tens of thousands of followers. And then they, of course, they start a new account on Twitter. And they like, oh, help me, you know, find my friends. And it's like, dude, just get on Mastodon. Yeah. Now, Isn't that Twitter guy, so didn't he claim to be a libertarian, the owner guy? Oh, yeah, point? good question. Yeah. Uh, so the... I don't know if he's the owner, but he's the CEO of of Twitter. Yeah. Uh, Jack Dorsey is That's his the guy. name. Yeah, yeah. He tweeted something about Mises or I think or Rothbard, one of the yeah. other. Uh, I don't know, a couple months ago, and all the libertarians were all a flutter about it. Oh, he's turning into a libertarian. No, they're they're still deleting libertarian accounts left and right. So if you want to save yourself from that situation, because it seems like it's inevitable, like if you make enough of a splash on one of these platforms, somebody's going to see your posts that don't like you, and they're going to report you. Maybe and- maybe when and when Dorsey posted that, that was just like, this is who we're going after. Could be. <laughs> uh, I can tell you this. He uh, recently put forth a white paper for a so-called decentralized exchange. And I say so-called because it ain't. Hmm. Uh, but uh, we can talk about that at another time as well. But the number here is 603-283-6160. So if you care about the freedom to post your thoughts online, then you really ought to get on an independent platform. And we don't care if you use ours, because anybody who's got the chops as far as running a like a Linux server mm-hmm. can run Mastodon. Like you got to have the chops, but you know there's enough people out there that can do that stuff. So uh, if you know if you can't do it yourself, you can know a guy and yeah. hire a guy or whatever, and then you can run your own Mastodon server. Or if you want to get the chops, go look at how to do it, and sure, then maybe can, hire a guy to you show you how to do it, it. Yeah. and then you've got the chops. Yeah. Uh, so social.freetalklive.com. You want to see what a Mastodon looks like? It looks a lot like Twitter. It's just not run by Twitter, right. and it does all the same stuff, and it's free, and you can express yourself without uh, the same fear of being shut down over at social.freetalklive.com. Speaking of being shut down for your opinions, that's exactly what happened to the chairman of the Libertarian Party in New Hampshire at a Timberlane school district. Now, this is in the southeast corner of the state. It's over by the seacoast area, right near the Massachusetts border. Uh, this school district actually is not the first time they've arrested somebody at their meeting this year. In fact, they arrested a woman earlier this year, a grandmother, and a Sunday school teacher. They Hence the her. long diatribe that we've heard so far. Yeah, so okay. the, so the, the school board starts the meeting by reading a threat saying, essentially, if you don't have a mask on, you need to sit in the disabled section the cordoned off disabled section, and you need to. They, she didn't mention this, but you also there's a special door, a side door, where uh, they want you to go through. Now Nolan, who is the chairman of the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire, and his wife, 
they chose to not go through the side door and they were finally allowed in through the normal front door and like you know people that can choose things for themselves they decided they were going to sit in the main seating area and as you will see if you watch the video over at freekeen.com there is not a soul within 20 seats of these people Hmm. so it's not like it's some sort of packed meeting and they're coughing on people or whatever right like there is literally no, it's no just one that around. They weren't compliant. Yeah, they weren't yeah. compliant. And so, again, this uh, the chairperson of the meeting reads out a threat, and we continue with the video here. We sincerely hope to avoid having to take any of the above actions during our board meetings, as we believe that such a decision would not serve the district. I think- but then, within moments, they go ahead and do the exact actions she was saying they, quote, hope to avoid. Uh, It's obvious that they have the intention to do these things because it's literally how they start their meeting. Thank you in advance for your anticipated compliance with these rules of order. Moving on now to Madam Chair. Now, there was a cut there in the video, but honestly, I didn't cut out more than like not even a minute. Like they did like an approval of the minutes from the previous meeting Mm -hmm. and immediately this overweight uh, bureaucrat here. Of course, they're all well-fed tax feeders. uh, She stops the meeting. I'm going to ask that you hold off on delegates and individuals until people are complying with what we are saying. So she is looking out at the, the audience and upset that people have not gotten up from the main seating area. They must comply. I'm going to ask the people that are not wearing masks move to the Cordonaugh section area of the Performing Arts Center. Now, when somebody says, I'm going to ask you, is that the same thing as an order? An ask is not an order. No, in no book that I've ever read and no you know, dictionary definition, the word ask is not an order. Usually ask involves choice. Yeah. Like, do you like peanut butter or chocolate? And it's not going to be the first time you hear the word ask being used in the upcoming encounter with the police, which is coming next. But first... They mm-hmm. noticed that no one has moved. They didn't move. They didn't move. She says, I'm going, hmm? off the mic, you can barely hear it. I'm, I'm going, going to ask again that people without masks move to the cordon-off section of the Performing Arts Center. Now, at this point in the video, I got video from somebody who was watching this with their video, their people cell phone camera. People that are not wearing masks. I'm going to order you to leave the premises. Ah, so it's no longer just asking. Now she's ordering, as though she can just tell people what to do, as though they're yeah. you're her slave. Bureaucrats love to misuse vernacular words. Yeah. Uh, so in this case, asking was not, this was threatening. Yeah, it was never an ask. Never At was no it point. an ask. If you do not move to the Cordonaugh area... So the police are coming in, and they basically make a beeline for... Officers of, like, assistance, removing people that will not remove, go to the Cordonaugh area, as I consider those to be criminal trespass. All right, so the officers make a beeline for Nolan Pelletier. He is the Libertarian Party chairman uh, of New Hampshire. And as you can see, there's no one sitting near him. This is a great illustration of uh, how we always talk about 
police do not protect and serve the people. They protect and serve the state, the state, the bureaucrats, the system. This is a perfect example, because if the police here coming into view now in this video and in in this situation, if they were there protecting and serving the people, they would come in and they would tell the bureaucrats to, hey, shove it and continue with your meeting because these people aren't doing any harm to anybody or anybody's property. He wasn't sitting there shouting in the seat. He wasn't, you know, making a ruckus. Yeah, he they was were listening to the meeting. Sitting there watching this meeting. Let me go on, though. Here we go. So then Nolan pulls out his video camera here in just a moment. Um, here he is. I'm not disabled. Okay. I, I okay, don't, well, we I don't, I don't. She's going to have to die you, right? I can understand you can okay. trespass in this premise. Is that what you're asking to do? I'm not. Isn't that interesting language from the police officer? Is that what you're asking to do? Are you, the cops... The cop actually says to him, "You could." Is be that tri- what you're asking me to do? Is he that, says, yeah. "You could be criminally trespassed from this property." Is that what you're asking to do? And the, the strange speaking, the strange language from the the cop will continue here in in just a moment. It's a very interesting encounter, and I have got, I've got some critiques, of course. You know, somebody who's been in these situations a number of times. You can tell Nolan is pretty new at this. We're going to share the rest of his encounter with the police, which ends with him getting in handcuffs and charged with criminal trespass for sitting at a school board meeting. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com it's free talk live the number if you want to join us is 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 i want to say thanks to jesse cruz he is a free talk live member of the new amps program thank you jesse and that is happening over at Patreon. We blew up the old website over a month ago at this point. <laughs> yep. It was time. That was supposed to be an explosion. And unfortunately, I uh, also had to blow up the old amp program with the, the old website. So, uh, Hey, yeah. as a musician, I've blown up many an amp. Yeah, I bet. So I know the feeling. So uh, anyway, Jesse Cruz, he's signed up over the new uh, the new Patreon. You can do that as well. He did it for five bucks a month. That's all we ask for over at amps.freetalklive.com. You get some cool perks, get some bonuses uh, for doing that. It's amps.freetalklive.com. Use PayPal. You can use debit card or credit card through Patreon at amps.freetalklive.com. We continue here. More from the uh, auditorium at a high school in Playstow, New Hampshire. It's Timberlane School District at their school board meeting where they're arresting people for so-called criminal trespass because they're not sitting in the segregated area what's the new hampshire definition of trespass criminal trespass well criminal trespass normally and i'm not a lawyer but uh, i've been charged with it i've been charged with it before for doing activism at the jail actually once upon a time where we were uh, a dozen of us including our friend nobody was uh, was with me got arrested for protesting basically at the jail and they hit us all with criminal trespass charges um basically 
it can be charged as a violation or a misdemeanor, but it typically means that if someone who has been authorized to tell you to leave tells you to leave and you don't, you can then be hit with a criminal trespass charge. Right. Uh, and so in this case, they're going to say that, well, this woman at the front of the auditorium was authorized to tell these people to leave and they didn't leave. And so criminal trespass. Uh, so it's, it'll be you know interesting to see if they can beat these charges because this is clearly, as you said, Captain, not service. This is not what people who are there to quote unquote serve you. Yeah, not in any way. Uh, you know, you pay their salary, but they tell you what to do is the way it works with the government gang. What a horrible, you know, just it's a, a horrible situation. It's a scam. Yeah. Straight up. Now, obviously, the best solution is to get your kids the hell out of the government school and stop going to the school board meetings and stop, you know, paying attention to this crap because you're never going to be able to change it. But. You know, I have a place, special place in my heart for people that are still willing to go and fight the good fight. Yeah. And in this case, commit an act, an act of civil disobedience of sitting. Yeah. I mean, this is no one was hurt here. No one was offended, you know, no, except for these bureaucrats and their stupid rules about, oh, well, if you're not going to wear a mask, you have to sit in the special disabled doesn't, doesn't area. Doesn't this just like reek of like Rosa Parks? Yes, and actually, you know. what it's interesting you bring that up because a woman in the audience, you'll hear her. She actually references that coming really? up in the hmm. yeah coming up in the video. But uh, right now, the police have approached Josh, or sorry, not Josh Nolan uh, Pelletier, and he's the uh, Libertarian Party chairman here in New Hampshire. There was his wife. They've been to every meeting so far uh, this year, and now they've been targeted. I, so this is the first time that they've they've been arrested. Have they had any other altercations? They every personally other have meeting? not, but there was the woman that was arrested earlier this year in a similar circumstance for refusing to wear a mask. She was also arrested. At this same board meeting? Same board meeting. Mm. That was six I wonder, months ago. I wonder if this guy and his wife came to every board meeting unmasked. That's a good question. I suspect they did. This might have been the first time that they were sitting in the mask area, if you will, or in mm. the normal seating, the main seating okay. area. So the police approach him. Well, we, I don't. I don't. She's right the guidelines to you, right? Okay. I understand that you can okay. trespass from this premise. Is that what you're asking to do? With I'm not, no, I'm asking. I'm asking to attend the meeting. Okay, you can attend the meeting. They're just asking that you follow the guidelines. They're just asking that you follow the guidelines. Okay. Well. Then, if they're then just why is asking, there an armed thug in the costume yeah, in my face? It's clear that they're not asking at this point, right? Like the woman in front, the chairman of the meeting, said she was asking. Then she asked again. Then she said she was going to call the police and have uh, people charged with criminal trespass. So it was clear that she wasn't asking. But yet the cop goes back to the same language about how we're just asking that you go back here into the segregated section. You can stay for the meeting. We're just asking, hey, why don't you follow the guidelines? Now, if I give you a set of guidelines as to how to do a certain thing, normally the term guideline, this came out with the whole COVID situation where the government's gangs were issuing guidelines about yeah, all kinds of things yeah. about running a business and this and that. I'm like, well, if there are guidelines up, they're usually there as something you could take advantage of, right? Like a guideline is something, hey, do you need a guide? Here's the guideline. You can hold on to this guideline. It'll right. help you get to where you're going if you need it. But if you don't need the guidelines, then you should be free to ignore them. Like normally when I hear the term guideline, I think, oh, that's optional. Maybe I want to use them. Maybe I don't. I should get to make that choice. Right. So he's asking for you to just follow the guidelines. I'm, I'm not disabled, though. Okay, well, you so don't want to follow the guidelines, right? Correct? You don't want to follow the guidelines, right? Correct. 
is what the cop says to he, him. He, I used to know a sales guy who would do that to people. He'd be like, you want to buy this now, don't you? Yes. <laughs> right. That was like how he closed the deal. That's what this cop just did. He answered his own question. The cop is trying to get him to admit on the record that he is specifically being like this disobedient person. Right. And it's a it's a dirty tactic. All right. All right. Okay, so hang on. Would you like to have this person criminally trespassed? Now, what you really can't see in this video is he's, like, holding his hands up at this point. He, he just kind of stops talking to the cop and, like, holds his hands up as though, all right, cuff me. Mm-hmm. I would like to have that person resist criminal trespass. You have to leave this time. No. I'm not going to resist, but you can, you can take me out of here. What's that? Take it away. So, unfortunately, that line will not work with the police of, you're going to have to remove me, I'm not going to resist. <laughs> because the definition of resisting arrest, uh, as I understand it, again, not a lawyer, Uh, The definition of it is, ultimately, if you don't assist the police in your arrest, if you do something that does not actually help them arrest you, then they consider that to be resistant. why would you help them? (laughs) Because you don't want them to beat you. Because you don't want them to charge you with resisting arrest. And so, Nolan, to his credit, you know, he's, he's saying a thing that he thinks is going to, you know, be effective and ultimately... It's not because the moment he turned his camera off, which he just it just switched off as he was putting it in in his pocket. Uh, but we've got other footage from the like the official board meeting footage that I've got that is is being played here. But what he told me that the officer told him after his camera was turned off, and I knew this was what was said, was if you don't get up and come with us, we're going to charge you with resisting arrest. So he's already facing a criminal trespass charge, which is potentially a year in jail. A resisting charge could be another year in jail, right? Like that's another misdemeanor charge unless they hit you with resisting with violence and then it's a felony. Right. Um, So usually if you just stay seated, you're not going to get a resisting with violence charge, but they will hit you with a resisting charge. And it's very, very difficult to beat a resisting arrest charge. It's very difficult. I beat it in front of a jury, but that's because I didn't actually resist arrest and they charged me with it anyway and the jury saw that and they voted not guilty on this. If you make the statement that I'm not resisting but you're going to have to move me physically, they're going to see that as resisting. I just feel like resisting somebody kidnapping you is a natural thing to do. It is. It is, which is why so many people get charged with resisting arrest. Like when somebody grabs on you, your natural response is to pull away. Yep. There's an instant resisting charge right there. And so so to his, you know, he figured out that it would be a bad plan to go through with his plan. And he immediately, you know, within seconds, he does go ahead and stand up. So they didn't have to actually grab him. So thankfully, he hasn't been charged with a resisting charge. Because if you're going to fight a charge in court, it's best to just have one of them. Yeah. You know, the fewer charges you can yeah. have, the better off you are. Because well, you know how they like to simple. stack them. Yeah, well, they're stacking them like crazy on me right now in the uh, the Crypto 6 case. So he gets up, uh, and interestingly, they don't handcuff him in front of the audience. There's like people start to boo them as they're going to handcuff him. Like he puts his hands behind his back as though he's going to be handcuffed. And you'll hear it. The audience actually starts to boo, and the police choose to let him walk out, just sort of accompanied out of the uh, the room. I'll tell you more about what happened, because later the police claim they didn't actually arrest him. We'll explain that on the way. It's Free Talk Live. 
603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. The chairman of the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire has been arrested this week. Now, he's out on bond at this point, PR, as they call it, personal recognizance. But that's after he was handcuffed, put in the back of a police cruiser, driven down to the police station, booked, and charged with criminal trespass for sitting quietly at a school board meeting. Wait, you said that they're claiming that he wasn't arrested? Yeah, and then the, the like the next day, when he called the police for whatever reason, he had to like clarify something with them or something. They told him he wasn't actually arrested. I'm like, well, I'm not a lawyer, but it sure as hell sounds like an arrest to me. You got charged. You got stuffed and cuffed and booked. And driven Uh, away in a vehicle with armed dudes in costumes. Yeah, it's very strange that they then later claimed that, oh, no, we didn't arrest you. We We just issued you a citation. Now, I'm pretty sure if you get handcuffed and taken to the police station. You were kidnapped and detained. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not the same thing as just issuing a citation and then letting the person walk away from the scene. Not the same thing in any way, shape, or form. Although some people would say that even being issued a citation is technically an arrest, depending on you know what legal aspect you want to look at of it. But it's Ian and the captain here in the studio tonight. We're playing back some of the audio from a video that's posted over at freekeen.com. You want to see this actually happen to this guy. He and his wife are sitting in the main area of this auditorium, which is, by the way... You can see it's the number of empty. seats here, right? Yeah. Like there's there's literally at least eight seats, maybe even more than that, but before the next person in this row. Yeah. Uh there's there's no one around the, this couple and they're in the main area. They're not sitting in the segregated area, the back of the bus as one lady refers to it later on, uh with the rest of the unmasked people. But the police are sicked on them. This is literally before the meeting, essentially right at the very beginning of the meeting. They they stopped the meeting less than one minute into the meeting, sick the police on these people after threatening them with criminal trespass, and they go right for the guy. And interestingly, they only go for him, even though his wife is sitting right next to him, also without a mask on. They don't threaten her and put her in handcuffs. So they tell him, okay, well, you better get in the, you can stay at the meeting. You just have to go to the segregated area, okay? It's, this is our guidelines. We're just asking you. And he says, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not disabled because they said it's for disabled people. Right. And, and then they say, well, look, you know, you better get up or we're going to charge you with resisting arrest. And so he does. And that's, I mean, that's where we pick up the, uh, the rest of this video. Don't you guys have kids? Now, there's a woman in the background who starts to kind of uh, have a few things to say. She's hard to kind of make out in this at this point, but she will get a little bit uh, more clear. But what we're seeing is the LPNH guy puts his hands behind his back as though he's going to be arrested. And I, I think I had the volume turned down a little bit. Somebody in the audience starts to boo when he does that. And that's when they decide to let him walk out without the handcuffs on. Only to then put the handcuffs on him outside of the auditorium. To make less of a spectacle out of it. Once he's away from the rest of the audience, then they go ahead and do that. So I'm going to jump the video ahead just a little bit until where this lady starts to have a few things to say. And you can actually understand her. If you sit in that area, it's respectful, please. 
Interesting. Is she right? I mean, they're, they're different situations. They are different situations. And there's people in the audience that have grown at this, right? Like, And I don't know if they're in the audience or if they're actually on the stage. Maybe they are on the stage because the mics are picking them up. And at this point, all we get are the onstage mics are picking yeah. up audio. That's why you can't hear the rest of the conversation between him and the cops. But, I mean, uh, segregation is segregation. Yeah. It doesn't have to be racial segregation to be segregation. Is one worse than the other? Because that's what the people who are groaning would want you to believe. It's like, oh, come on. You can't compare this to what happened to Rosa Parks. I mean, again, uh, the, I mean, even like the old maritime definition of a crime requires a victim or property damage, right? Mm-hmm. I see no crime being committed here. Uh, they, they weren't being disruptive in any way shape or form it appears as if they were just sitting there listening to the meeting yeah and one of these bureaucrats who mind you is on stage and and it's not just one of the bureaucrats it's all right they noticed that oh my gosh there's somebody unmasked in the in the in the only masked only area Mm -hmm. this reminds me of what i hate about politicians is one of the many things I hate about them is this sort of rock star treatment. They feel as if they're rock stars, right? So here we have bureaucrats on stage, much like you would have, you know, a, a band or a singer. The lights, singer. Are, shining the lights are shining bright. down. The video cameras are on. Yep. They got a bit of an audience, sure. and they want to throw their weight around a little bit, right? Right. Uh, now, it, you know, even at like a metal show, you know, somebody chucks a beer bottle up and you know hits your bass player in the head. Not cool. Not cool. You're going to look over at the security guard and be like, "Hey, can you?" throw that guy right there who just threw the but can you kick him out please? that should be a criminal charge honestly that should be a criminal charge nothing like that occurred here no although it, they might have deserved it it didn't happen right and i don't support violence but i could i wouldn't blame somebody if they did but it certainly is segregation yeah it's segregation based on a medical choice like oh it's well. scarlet lettering is what it is in my opinion, or the opposite of scarlet, you know, the mm-hmm. the inversion of scarlet lettering, where like, well, if you're docile and compliant, then you get the privilege get of sitting over here. Yeah. If you are not docile and compliant, then right. you got to go over here at the little kitty table with the disabled people. Now, I think one of the other differences that somebody would bring up, and they're not wrong to point this out, is, oh well, Rosa Parks couldn't choose whether or not to be black. Mm, and true. you can choose whether or not to get a vaccine or you can choose whether or not to put on a mask. Does that make it somehow more acceptable to segregate people? Not to me. No, I don't think it does either. Especially being, I mean, uh, I would assume most of the world has gotten over the whole masks don't really help it. Yeah, actually, one of the uh, the audience members in the mask-free section, because there's several people in the, the cordoned-off uh, quote unquote disabled section, and they have some things to say. About you need to right now. <laughs> My family and I just moved out here. Um, you know, about seven months ago, uh, we moved from Massachusetts, where trust me, a lot of you people belong because this slime balls like you down there all the time. They, we would fit in so well. Uh, and that's exactly what they should do. These people should move down to Massachusetts or New York or wherever, and they will have people that they will fit in with there. Um, And the main reason why I moved here is because the masking and the fear that the schools took care of imposing my child has had a little bit of a mental effect on him. And you don't care about that, because if you did, you'd listen to us. And nothing is more middle and down the road than just parent choice. 
I just want the choice to have my kid not wear a mask. He doesn't have to wear a mask anywhere else but in the school. It makes no sense. Karate class, no mask, nothing. But for some reason, you all think a paper mask works. It says right on the box it does not protect COVID. Every mask that is sold, because they, they have liability. Because if you all got COVID, you'd sue them. I mean, it makes no sense. So two weeks before the school year started, the principal at Atkinson Academy told my son that masks were going to be optional. So as a six-year-old, he was pretty pumped because he hates wearing them. But, you know, that obviously changed. But I, again, I just, it disgusts me. And it disgusts me to see, like, from an outsider, like, I've been to other school board meetings. You guys disgust me. The fact that you had people arrested tonight is, is also disgusting. And, like, Wait, you're going to get publicly shamed. You know, watch out in the supermarkets, your restaurants, wherever you go. People will know what crappy people you are. If there's any to listen, I'll tell them. These parents will tell them. You will be shamed. It's disgusting. And may God bless you because you're going to need it. <laughs> so now this guy who was talking was not wearing a mask correct he was in the special was he area okay because i saw yeah. some people sitting down like next to him with masks no on. those people were not masked oh okay yeah and i just love what he had to say that's why i included it in the in the video yeah. because he's awesome he basically tells him go to massachusetts you don't belong here and we're gonna shame you and honestly besides pulling your kids out of the government schools which is the best solution here look just stop dealing with these people yeah. just get your kids out of these you know indoctrination camps but secondly yeah if you see these people these tax feeders in your community and you will because we live in small towns here in new hampshire there's a good chance you're gonna run into somebody at a grocery store yep then give them a mouthful right there where they can't call the cops and right. have you stop and let them know that you don't appreciate what they're doing you're completely within your rights to say something to somebody in public call them out and you know if you don't want to say it in the store wait till they come out of the store and go to their car and make them uncomfortable. Make them want to quit their jobs and leave New Hampshire. There's more coming up. Hour three's on the way. You can share your thoughts. When a lunar observatory detects a radio broadcast originating from Proxima Centauri, the nations of Earth discover their first contact with an alien race may also be their last. With the Proximans facing an extinction-level disaster, Earth must choose between sending a ship on a multi-year journey or allowing nature to take its course. Saving Proxima, a hard science fiction thriller by Travis S. Taylor and Les Johnson. From BaneBooks.com. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You can join us here. Free Money Live? Well, not necessarily. At least for some people in California, there were. We were going to talk about that uh, coming up here. People that uh, were apparently in the vicinity of an armored truck that was spewing out cash. Apparently, the armor failed. We'll talk about it. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Ian. And the Reverend Captain Kickass. You can weigh in on the Kyle Rittenhouse situation. We talked about the chairman of the Libertarian Party getting arrested, by the way, for uh, just basically sitting at a school board meeting. Yeah, literally just sitting there listening to it, not being disruptive in any way. It's one thing for like activists to come into you know, some place yeah. where these bureaucrats are trying to pull some shenanigans. 
and be disruptive and you know picketing and video you know all this kind of a thing it's a whole different thing when you know here's a guy observing him and his wife sitting down there's nobody near them right. they're they haven't said a word and they stop the entire meeting because right. one of the bureaucrats is like <gasps> They're not masked, and they're not in the no-mask area. Yeah, it was the bureaucrats that stopped their own meeting. Yeah, They could have just gone on and had their stupid, boring uh, you know, school board meeting, but no, they had to have obedience. They had to crack down on these people to you show them who's in charge. You will respect my authority. Yeah, they wanted to show them who's in charge. They did this, by the way, six months ago with a woman in her late 50s or early 60s. She's now facing criminal trespass and so-called disorderly conduct. Uh, charges in that particular case that trial is going to happen in april uh nolan from the libertarian party he's facing an arraignment coming up later this month so we don't have a trial date for him quite yet but once we do you know we'll, we'll keep an eye on it and let folks know how it develops now it would be interesting if a large group of parents actually went to the school board meeting because remember he and his wife they're just sitting there alone there's yeah. literally no one else nearby that's like, a good idea rows and rows away uh, there were a few other people who didn't have masks on. They ended up being moved out. No other charges were filed that night. So even though his wife was sitting right next to him and doing the exact same thing as him, she didn't get charged. The other people in the rows did not get charged, who also were removed by the police. Just he was charged for some reason. And so, Do you think they knew he was the libertarian? I don't know about that. I, I wouldn't give them that much credit. Um, I think it's just who the cops went for first, and then everybody else was pretty easy to deal with, so they didn't charge him. That's my guess. Mm. Uh, I mean, they didn't have any other issues with anyone else. Not that Nolan was a big issue, but he did say he wasn't going to move. And so that'll probably be all they need to convict him uh, in that case. And, and and all they really need to convict you on criminal trespass is when someone who's in charge tells yeah. you to leave and you don't. So they right. probably have him from that perspective. Uh, but the the whole policy is completely wrong to to begin with. But a way to challenge something like this in a big way would be to have a large number of parents in that school district go in, not just two, but twenty. You know, if you can find that many who are willing to take the risk yeah. and go to court on this, and that's the problem. It's hard to find people who are willing to take a risk. But what are they going to do if there's twenty par- sets of parents there? First of all, they don't have enough cops. Right. Number one, so odds are they're going to do nothing. Um, because, you know, place down New Hampshire, I don't know how many police are on duty at, you know, any given time in place down New Hampshire. And, and what did you but, do wrong as a cop to get assigned to, to the school to board? The school board? <laughs> like, you must have really screwed up somewhere, yeah. made your boss mad or something. Okay, okay, Officer Benson, whatever his name right. is, you're getting the school board duty this week. <laughs> oh, man. So, you know, if you sent a large number of people in there, um, that would overwhelm them. They wouldn't be able to do anything about it. That's that's how, of course, I would recommend handling the situation. But good I'm, idea. I'm all the way over here in Keene, and I'm on house arrest, so I'm not going. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that would be something to really stick it to them. Because then if they charge 20 different people with the same thing, well, guess what? you got 20 different trials that uh, they're going to have to have. They might actually try to have them con- like at the same time, so they'll try to reduce the number of trials. But either way, it's more work that they've got to do. And if the 20 people say, you know what, we're not paying your fines— Go ahead, issue up to a $1,000 fine, because they can do that on a misdemeanor. Right. We're not going to pay it. What are you going to do? Are you going to put us in jail? Because they can do that. If you don't pay the fine in New Hampshire, they put you in jail for $150 a day credit off of uh, the fine. 
in that case. Now, again, if they charge you with a Class A misdemeanor, you are facing potential up to a year in jail. But do they really want to do that to 20 sets of parents right. in, uh, in the school district? So I That's think it would really put them in a pub. It would put them in a real difficult place. I mean, already I think it's bad publicity for them, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to make that video and you know spread the word yeah. about it. So if you want to see the video for yourself, if you're just tuning in, you're wondering what we're talking about, you can see the video. It's over at freekeen.com, and uh, check that out when you get the chance. So let's change to the other topic, Captain. You had a story tonight. This was where? California? Yes. St. Uh, how do you say it? A whale's vagina? San Diego? Oh, I, yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> it's a reference to Anchorman, the movie. Oh, I've yeah. seen it once, but that was many years ago. Yeah. At any rate, uh, armored truck scatters cash on freeway. This has happened before. And as it soon, does, as, yeah. I, Every now soon as I read this headline, I thought, wait, is this a recycled story? Because mm-hmm. I've heard this before. But no, it's it's fresh and no, new. Given en- enough thousands of armored trucks riding around, any you know over the enough years, <laughs> it's going to happen more than once. Somebody's going to leave a door unlocked or whatever. But there's always this like, you know, we'll call it libertarian type of question to be asked here. Like, at what point does found money or found property even become yours? You know, where is the line between somebody else's well, and? I want to talk about that, but give me more detail on sure. you know what allegedly happened here. Uh, traffic down a California freeway was paralyzed when people scrambled to get their hands on the dollar bills flying out of an armored truck. Oh, man. <laughs> authorities, That's chaos. Authorities asked the public to return the cash or risk criminal charges. Hmm. Yeah. The California Highway Patrol, CHP, told local news stations that when the vehicle was driving down the Interstate 5 in Carlsbad near San Diego on Friday morning, so yesterday morning, arguably, one of its doors popped open and bags of cash flew out. Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) People stopped in the lanes, completely blocked the lanes, and started picking up the cash, a CHP spokesperson said. Mm. A video on social media shows jubilant... Drivers Hell yeah. and passengers rushing to scoop up bills scattered on the road. Some were jumping and yelling with, of course, handfuls of giant packs of money in their I hands. I hope they're not singles. I hope they got some hun- hundos. And, I, I know, couldn't really 50s. tell. I watched part of the video and jubilant is the right word. These yeah. people are very happy and very dancy and right. bouncy. And, they're lucky you know, day. They're like, Woo-hoo! You know, they're definitely celebrating. Uh, and the caption. I'm glad that it was a cele- uh, celebratory atmosphere instead of people like fighting each other over this because that's could have ha- that could have been how it went right like people like scrambling right, yeah, and yeah. like a mad dash for the cash and then like oh somebody gets to the hundred dollar bill before you yeah did. you you scoop up you know a big shirt full of cash somebody and somebody comes and knocks you over punches or you out and takes yeah. your wad of cash it yeah. could have gone that way yeah which means that there must have been plenty of cash around right because if it was just like one bag oh, and there's fifty people running for the same bag. There is a, an accompanying video. It's on uh, RT.com is where I got this particular story from. If you want to watch the video, it looks like it was uh, sent out via Instagram. They have it embedded on their website. Mm-hmm. But the caption for this video reads, have you ever seen this before? What would you do? Mm. And I thought about it. I'm like, well, I mean, I'm, I think I would do what these people are doing. I think I would have stopped and I think I would have got out and I started grabbing the cash. Right? I, I just... I don't the think- truck's gone, right? Like it's not like the truck pulled over and the, you know guards got out and they're saying, 
okay, give us the cash back, right? The truck is just driving. I it doesn't specify that. You don't see it in the video, I, right? You don't see I a don't guard recall a truck. seeing it in in the video. But uh, I, I assume yes. You know, yeah, I mean, dude's if the door probably open, just driving along and has at no some point idea, though. You right? you, you got to think that these armored trucks have some sort of an alarm, an alarm. that goes off if a, a door yeah. opens, and they'd have to realize at some point that something and happened. How many the, of them have one guard versus two? I think they all have to have two. I wonder. Yeah, I think you're right about that. At least two. Some have three. One stays in the truck as right. one goes into like a bank. Or whatever, right. Right. So presumably the second guy's in the back. Right. I don't know. Do they both sit up front? If you've worked in an armored truck, we want to hear from you tonight. The number, 603-283-6160. How can a door swing open on the back of the truck and cash just fall out of this thing without the guy noticing? Aren't the bags supposed to be tied up, too, somehow? I don't know. More coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. Somebody screwed up. of the show. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And we've been telling you about how Intercoin can help any business or organization launch their own currency or raise money using their own token. And now Intercoin has launched its investor token worldwide. And for the very first time, it's finally available on a centralized and decentralized exchange. So you decide how you want to acquire it. You can now, and it's super easy. If you want to use the centralized exchange, you don't even need to go through Know Your Customer with this. It's xmarkets.com, exmarkets.com. All you need is an email address. Get a throwaway one if you want. They don't care. Uh, you just sign up with that email address, and you keep your privacy intact. You can deposit dozens of different cryptocurrencies to X Markets, and then trade them for Tether. And then you can use your Tether to buy ITR, which is the Intercoin Investor Token. You can learn more about the Intercoin vision at intercoin.org. And you can also purchase or sell uh, ITR tokens over on Uniswap. So if you prefer to go the more decentralized route, you can do it that way as well. Do you need a special wallet for Intercoin tokens? Uh, it's just an Ethereum token at this at this point okay. that uh, may not be where they end yeah. up with this. You know, it's still know really early yeah. on. In I was just thinking if thing. you needed a, a hard wallet solution or offline solution for nope. it. Nope. Uh, head over to uh, intercoin.org. There's the link to Uniswap there if you prefer to use Uniswap. Otherwise, uh, xmarkets, exmarkets.com. You just might be advancing the cause of liberty around the world. We go to uh, more of your calls and thoughts. And then definitely want to hear from people on what would you do if you're just driving down the highway and all of a sudden there's a bag of cash flying out of a truck uh, ahead of you, specifically an armored truck. And that armored truck just keeps on driving, and the bag's just spewing cash. It's flipping around. There's cash blowing out everywhere. What do you do? Do you stop? Do you grab as much as you can? Do you go from the scene with as much cash as you can and hope that nobody, you know, records your license plate or gets video of you doing it? Which is the risk here as far as, like, there is a video, apparently, of some of these people picking up this cash... And, and the police are threatening and criminal a, charges. We'll, we'll tell you a little bit more in, in a bit. There's yeah. a little, just a little bit more to this. So if you want to weigh in on this, feel free. 
323-283-6160. You can also bring up anything you want, and that's where we got Josie on the line in Virginia. Josie, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I'm so thrilled to hear what you had to say about the people at the school board. I mean, I'm so absolutely with them. Why do you have to mandate something that doesn't work anyway? Right. Because they of obedience. They have studies on this, and it does not help prevent the virus. But what it so does do is it allows... Do they continue this bullying? And in my case, the Episcopal Church USA have been bullying me because really? I argue with them about the fact that I don't need to wear a mask, and I'm not supposed the to church? wear one anyway. They don't give a tinker's damn. Okay, hold on. Slow down a second here, Josie. The Episcopal Church is arguing... USA. So, not is... the Anglican Church. The Episcopal Church right. USA, which was under... Um, a man named uh, John Sprawl. Sprawl uh, so just to name? clarify, you Sprawl. go to an Episcopal church and they started demanding that you wear a mask? I was The last time I went in there with a book, which is written by a very, very qualified uh, high-in-the-health-field doctor named Joel Hershorn. His name is, is a Pandemic <clears throat> Uh, blunder is the book I have in my hand, mm -hmm. and he talks about a lot of things with this virus and all the the things that don't work and the things that do work, and the fact that things that do work, such as hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, they have, like this medical tyranny going on here, have taken them out of the uh, where you can get a hold of it if you happen to get the, vi the virus. They only want vaccines to be, and the vaccines have had horrible consequences oh, yeah. for many people that are not reported. Right. And, it's and many are being reported, and nothing's being done about it. So, Josie... Nothing's being done. And so when I went to the... with uh, some pages that I wanted to have copied mm -hmm. from this book, mm -hmm. so that instead of these uh, black, black robe bullies listening to me, who is a, not a doctor... Uh, this would be a book written by somebody, not just an ordinary doctor, but very high up in the field. So I went in there thinking I would see some people in the office. I did not. There were no people in the office, just this one um, priest. <clears throat> and he had this, I didn't even recognize him at first. He had this mask all covering him. He said, oh, I'm well. Hi, Josie. I said, yes, I'm in here to get some pages from the book. And this other priest uh, Pat Wingo is his name, and he was the one who asked me to leave the church suppers because I argued with them about the mask. I, I didn't tell any bad words, anything like that, but I did raise my voice. Let me just so, see if I can clarify, though. So, they're asking me to leave. Yeah, it's, this is terrible. So how long have you been going to this church? My family has been involved with Episcopal Church USA since Jamestown. Okay, so specifically this one church that you go to, you've been there your life, your whole life, basically. No, because I'm a Navy junior, and I we went to churches all over wherever we were living. How long have you been going to this church, oh, this one since church? since we moved in here in 1978. Okay, so you personally have been going to the same church yep. for decades. Yep. They know you. And how they many do other... know me, and they were lying in wait for me. So when I last saw them to try to get copies and give this... Uh, pages from this book about some very good good doctor uh, talking about the, the studies that have been done on masks, etc., so they don't have to listen to someone like me mm -hmm. since they disregard anything I say. Right. So what happens? They didn't want to hear from the, the pages of the book. They didn't want to hear anything. Like, uh, you know, we're the, the three monkeys, see no evil, mm -hmm. watch no evil, you hear, hear no evil, whatever. It's that type of thing, and then they want to bully me. 
and I don't like black robed bullies. I am mm-hmm. very libertarian on cases like this, and this makes me furious that the people that went to school board meetings have been arrested around here. They have had them go. They've had people go into their houses, knock the doors down, or, or threaten to unless they let them in, and so they could haul them off to jail. I mean, mothers of children who who were protesting in Loudoun County and elsewhere, who were who were um, tagged by the police as ones they should nab at a later time from their houses. Josie, what to me, this seems like this a country? real defining moment for churches to define whether or not that they are freedom-oriented churches or whether they are churches advocating obedience to the state. And if they are a church advocating obedience to the state, they are. I question whether they are actually godly, right? Because the state is not God. The state is man. The That's state right. is evil. And the state is not looking out for your best interests. And if somebody in a church is actually believing what the state agents are telling them and they're enforcing this, and thank you, Josie, for the call tonight. I definitely appreciate hearing from you. Then, in my opinion, you don't belong at that church. And I I understand that you've been going there for you know, decades, and it can be hard to leave a place where you've got an establishment, you've got friends, right, in the church that ostensibly care about you. She's been there for decades. Uh, I would say try to find as many people who who agree with you, the other, you know, mask-free people, if there are any in the church, and start your own church. Yeah. You know? Or find one that actually does understand independence and understand the value of being able to make choices uh, for yourself. If you want to weigh in, you can. The number is 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, live Saturday show. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. If you want to weigh in on the question of what do you do if you're driving down the highway and the Brinks truck or the Garda armored truck that's in front of you just all of a sudden starts spewing cash out of the back end and the... (laughs) The truck doesn't There's notice. There's cash chuckers in the back of that truck. And the cash doesn't, or the cash, the, 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 the driver presumably doesn't notice. They continue on ahead and there's just cash all over the roadway. Like, I, I like to imagine things. I have a good yeah. imagination, I'm told. I'm an artistic sort of person, not autistic. Well, perhaps I'm both. But, <laughs> but I just imagining a scenario in which this would take place 
what if I were a career armored truck driver Mm -hmm. and today was my last day on the job? Mm. (laughs) Like what could cause this type of a scenario to unfold? And I'm thinking Mm -hmm. to myself, that might be a nice going away present to some people, you know, just like, yeah, did you hear about that guy? Yeah, last day on the job, the, the door magically swung open and cash flew out the back of his truck. It would look too suspicious. <laughs> You'd have to do it like before you left. You know, like, whoops. I don't know. How did that happen? Yeah. I don't know. We must have missed the security check or whatever. And what is the penalty, right? Like, what what happens to those uh-huh. guys? It, well, so the rest of this article just says, uh, you know, there's a quote uh, from a Eyewitnesses, this is the most insane thing I've ever seen. Someone <laughs> dropped money all over the freeway. San Diego has shut down. A man <laughs> a man and a woman were arrested on suspicion of taking the money and blocking traffic. Uh, California Highway Patrol Sergeant Curtis Martin mm-hmm. said. He explained that the cash belongs to the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. Uh-oh. And people should return the bills to a California Highway Patrol office within 48 hours to avoid potential criminal charges. Hmm. If you found money on the freeway, it is not your money, Martin said. Fox 5 TV channel reported that. Well, now, why isn't it your money? I mean, finders keepers, the old rule, possession is nine-tenths of the law. I I have a term for this. It's called a ground score. Mm -hmm. What's that? Uh, that's where you find something on the ground. And oh, it's a score, score ground okay, score. Yeah, um, crowded places, uh, you know, concerts. Yeah. Um, I don't know, carnivals, that type of thing. Right, ground score. If there's just large crowds of people, eventually somebody's going to drop something. Yeah, if you see them drop it, then the right thing to do is give it back to them. Right, but if you're just walking around and there's a five dollar bill on the ground. It's it's yours if you pick it up, right? Like it's a ground score. I mean, what yeah. what are the rules for this type of thing? Finders keepers. That's the rule. You know, we all learned that in you know preschool. That's that's my take on it, but but not when the Federal Reserve Deposit Corporation or whatever FDIC yeah, is involved. Yeah. Now they're going to give criminal charges to people. Now I I get the charges against the people who blocked traffic. That's the definition of disorderly conduct right there. If you block traffic, right. you are committing disorderly conduct. But you got to stop the car to get out to grab the cash. Pull over to the side of the road. Uh, okay. But, you don't, want, but traffic. you don't want people behind you getting the cash either, right? So uh, it also says Fox 5 TV reported that law enforcement was working to identify the drivers, plural, who had taken the money home. So. Uh, there was like this video was made and somebody put it up on an Instagram channel. Yeah, see, that's so the problem that's, these days is there's video every, cameras everywhere. You're too excited about finding this money and you're like, you want to share it with the world. Look, everybody, I thought, of, but that's the wrong you thing just to got do because busted. now, yeah, but busted for what? That is a great question. Yeah. What exactly is the charge here? Because don't, don't, I assume it's not theft, I assume somebody like a Brinks or any of these armored vehicle companies have insurance for they this must. kind of a thing. They right? must. So if they have insurance to cover the thing, why would anybody be prosecuted? There's, again... Well, because they I'm, can. They'll I'm just asking the questions here from a you know a voluntarist perspective or libertarian perspective. Yeah. Look, I don't think it's... All right. So as a, as a libertarian, we're against theft, right? Like, we're against right. fraud, right? 
Um, there's no fraud involved here. You're not. De- no one was defrauded in this particular instance. And is it theft? Well, no, because it belongs to the government. I mean, the money, if it's, you know, nothing really belongs to the government because the government is just a gang of criminals. Right. And everything that they have, they stole from people. They first take from with. somebody else yeah. before they give it away yeah. for so, another thing. So if the government gang leaves a bag of cash somewhere, then it is, in my opinion, not your obligation to return it to them. They stole from you. That's just you reclaiming something that was at least partially yours to begin with. Okay, so let's just let's change the item, right? Uh, we were talking about off the air a little bit, a little bit ago. Like for me, I this never happens to me. I never, I'm never behind a truck full of cash that you know opens you never up. Know. Uh, I'm never behind like a, a a beer truck that tips over, mm-hmm. right? And like, oh, suddenly there's beer everywhere. I can run out. And like, what what applies to that scenario? Do if I'm behind a truck and, you know, its door is open and a bunch of cans of beer fall, can I just go out and grab the cans of beer and they're mine now? Like I said, if the truck pulls over and the driver's like, hey, well, then no, they're not yours. If the truck continued on, was gone. Yeah. And I just saw random scattered six-packs all that's over the waste. road. That's waste. I mean, that's that's trash at that point. That's, I mean, to me, it's road debris, and I'm doing a service right. for everybody else driving on the road by getting the cans of beer out of the way. It's uh, It's obviously unwanted. Now, whether or not he knew that it happened, maybe he maybe he knew it happened. He was just like, I ain't got time for this and just, you know, keeps going. Or maybe he didn't know that it happened, in which case it's just garbage that is left along the side of the road. Why is the bag of cash any different from that? If you want to weigh in here, the number is 603-283-6160. And I, I would be very interested to know, what is the charge? What is the criminal charge in this case for these people that, you know, for them it was like, a hey, best day of the week, you know, best day yeah. of the year. Like You just got $100,000 or 10000 or whatever. If you're one of these people that finds, like, the random bale of marijuana that washes up on, like, a Florida coastline. That right? belongs to a drug cartel. Well, it obviously didn't belong to you but if you find it and you take it home is it yours now i think it is finders keepers and then it also brings up an interesting question it's like when you relinquish your possession of a thing how long does it have to take before that thing is no longer yours right like if you leave a thing somewhere and there was an interesting situation where Conan actually got involved in something like this. The our Tuesday night show. No, our oh, Tuesday sorry. night uh, co-host. He worked at Walmart hmm. and here in Keene. He was like the overnight crew. And obviously there's a you know a few hundred people that'll work at a Walmart, right? Like day day workers, nighttime yeah. workers over the whole week. Or Big whatever. operation. Yeah. And he noticed that there was like a bike that was in kind of shoddy condition that was like, I guess it was, I don't remember if it was chained up or... Not, but it was like in the back of the building, like by the dock or something like that. And it was just sitting there. Yeah. And it just sat there for some lengthy period of time. And again, it's been years since the, I believe the video of this trial does exist. If you want to look it up on the Free Keen channel, I think it's there. Um, but it might not be. Anyway, uh, the basic story is the bike's sitting there, sitting there and sitting there. And Conan, you know, he's like one of these frugal dudes, right? Yeah. Like he doesn't want to buy a brand new bike. He doesn't want to buy a used bike. He would much rather take some old junker bike, buy a few spare parts, fix and, it up and, and fix it up. Boom, he's got a bike. And this thing's, you know, flat tire or whatever, right? Like, it's not looking good, and it's been there for a while. So he 
clips the cable on it. He asked around, I think, and nobody knew whose it was. And he's like, all right, well, I'm just going to take this home. They charged him with theft for that. Well, what happens in the case of um, pets, right? Like uh, a puppy. A lost dog. Yeah. You know, you find a a puppy somewhere at the park, for Mm -hmm. example, right? And it doesn't have any identifying marks. What do you do? What what uh, you know? Obviously, you probably you know call some people. You want to call like a vet, veter, local veterinary clinic right. in the neighborhood and be like, "Hey, I found this dog." You put you a know, sign up. Put a lost dog. Take a photo. Put a sign up. Dog. But how much time needs to go by before it's your dog? These are excellent questions. The number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And you, of course, can bring up whatever's on your mind. Whether you want to weigh in on the was gold? cash on the side of the road question or whatever. You can share your thoughts with us in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live, which are coming up. This is Free Talk Live. remain maybe enough time for you if you dial in now the number is 603-283-6160 you want to weigh in on the question of what do you do when you find a i don't know tens of thousands of dollars presumably on the side or in the middle of the road after an armored truck unwittingly let it fly out the back that's what apparently happened in california this week yep and friday there are some number of people that got out of their vehicles and collected some of that cash, and now the police are saying you could face criminal charges. Oh, and in the turn it in in the video of the people collecting the cash, the ones who are obviously making the video and they're playing up for the camera, of mm-hmm. course. Uh, none of them are wearing masks. <laughs> Good. Well, no, bad because like you don't want to be identified <laughs> at this particular like this and you're time, yeah. and you're in California, yeah. like you know. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, let's go to your phone calls and thoughts here. We got Joy. She's on the line in uh, Spokane listening to KXLY. Go ahead, Joy. Oh, just one comment about the money. And um, I would definitely um, encourage, I'm not sure which one I was talking about, the puppy, but spend a little more time looking for the owner of a puppy than maybe the owner of someone who drops some cash. Okay. But how much <laughs> time? Like- you guys were ready to, well, they may have a chip, so you can take it into the Humane Society, check for a chip. Sure. Um, I know around here, people post a lot on neighborhood um, uh, websites, or they'll put it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So people do spend a little bit more time trying to find the owner of a puppy. So. No, yeah, no doubt. But the question was how much time, right? Like you've you've taken it to the vet, it doesn't scan, You've put up uh, finder, you know, found dog posters around the neighborhood or whatever. No one responds. So how many weeks before it's your puppy? Oh, I I don't know what it would be in weeks or anything like that. I don't have a, I mean, if you're not hearing anything, then I would say probably a couple of weeks if you want to keep it or if you give it, you know, to the Humane Society, whatever the decisions make. But I would be kind of prepared that if an owner shows up, Mm -hmm. um, you probably would be responsible for returning the puppy. But okay. that's not why I called. Sure. Why'd you call? <laughs> so, well, I called because I go to a church here that we do require masks. And I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum than your previous caller was. Hmm. Um, but, you know, for I guess what I don't understand is that um, in Washington, I don't know where she came, you know, called from, but we have, you know, we, I'm, 
it sounds like we probably have stricter requirements here. And so there are state requirements for churches and such, and we want to stay open. We also have streaming um, service so people can watch our service from home. But I guess for the, for the most part, our service is 45 minutes long. You're in and you're out. Um, I would say, you know, our average age is definitely over 65, and it's probably over 75. Are so there you children at, at your services? Are there children? We do have children, yes. And um, are they required to mask as well? They do wear masks, and unless they're in the nursery. Um, but then they do at school, too. Uh, you know, I have two great nephews who one is in school, one's at daycare, and they wear their masks there. What about Sunday school? They don't, yeah, and they'll wear them at Sunday school. But like the other day, um, I coordinate our nursery at church. And so then we had a date night. And so people, um, parents could come in. They had a speaker talking about some parenting issue. And then I organized the activities for our kids. And we had 21 kids. And it was a great night. They wore the masks when we had our pizza dinner and when we did our dessert, I did this kind of, anyway, a craft with making dessert at the same time. They did not wear their masks. They then watched a movie and they just had a great time. And I didn't see kids complaining. They just, they told their parents that, you know, that night they had so much fun. The next day we heard at church that they really had a good time. And so I guess, and our pastor describes it as saying that we are here as a community. We want to um, treat each other with respect and with... Um, well, treating somebody uh, with respect means respecting their own private choices for doing what they want with their body. And when but, some bureaucrat uh, tells people, oh, well, you have to do this or you have to do that because we said so... That is the opposite of treating someone with respect. And I honestly, you know, you sound like a nice lady, Joy. You sound like a real nice, you know, church lady or whatever. But to me, um, you know, forcing kids to put a mask on is, I consider it to be you know, almost the level of child abuse. And uh, it's absolutely tragic. No, I you don't. And I'm glad I don't personally. Uh, but ultimately, but I was I a child at one way. time. I don't know. But they don't respond that way. Maybe because they've nephews. been completely dominated by this mass culture for the last year and a half, and they're done responding that way because they've been defeated. Uh, and also, as far as churches that that are actually like freedom-oriented, to me, if you actually care about freedom, and arguably Jesus did— uh, Jesus was not a fan of the government, you know, back uh, back in his day. He was a table flipper. Yeah, you know, arguably, if the government gang says you got to do a thing, then the right thing to do as a you know a church that actually cares about freedom is to stand up and refuse to obey. And if that means no, you got to go to jail, are... then that means you got to go to jail, and that's where you no, continue but... your ministry. No, people are hearing from their doctors too. My niece, like, she's talking to her pediatrician about vaccinations for her son. That's terrifying. You know, she's talking to the pediatrician. She is talking to someone she trusts. 
But there are also... I wouldn't trust um, anybody who says that you should put an experimental medication in the arm of a child who has absolutely no chance of dying from COVID. The risk factor of children is nothing. It doesn't exist. Madness. People have died from it. We just had children, for the most part, have not died. No, I'm just saying, but you can't say no chance. But there, ba- yeah, ninety nine point nine 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 carry the nine uh, percent chance of survival. So you have a much more, in my opinion, it's much more risky to put an experimental medication in a child's arm than it is to subject them to something that they are going to easily best okay, if they actually come down with it. Let but me hey, go back you do what you want with your kids, lady. Uh, let me go back to the church for a minute about the respect. We have streaming. People can stay home. They don't have to wear the mask. The whole point but of going said, to church we, is so you can be around we, other people. Right. Not so you can sit like a shut-in. And you know, Normally the people, like back in the day, there would be some people who couldn't make it to church because they're so crippled or whatever that they can't actually get out of bed. You know, that sucks because one of the reasons that people go to church is the community aspect of it. Joy, I wish we had more time for you, but uh, feel free to call next week. I want to make sure we can get some other people in here because I I appreciate having an alternative to what we're saying here. I appreciate the discussion about it, and I I appreciate your your call, Joy, so thank you. Uh, But I want to bring Wayne on the line here in Florida. Wayne, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Yeah, I was wondering why they have no hazmat places to dispose of the masks if they're so dangerous <laughs> right why well, you just see them laying around all the time on the ground yep. on the road yep. in the grocery yeah, store so gross everywhere <laughs> i'm so sick of seeing them it's so disgusting i went to the grocery store the other day and grabbed a cart out of the rack of carts and there's a used mask no. at the bottom of the grocery thing yeah <laughs> i ought to put it back and got the next cart. i did yeah <laughs> yeah yeah if it was so bad i mean you'd have hazmat place to put things i know they would i mean yeah, look, if your kid is a fat kid who's got, like, serious health issues, maybe they wouldn't survive COVID if they came down with it. But even then, they still probably, just because they're a kid, yeah. have a good chance of defeating it. Look, the fact is, kids are not at risk from COVID, and yet there are parents who are actually excited. They are, however, at risk from tyranny. Yeah, there are parents actually excited yeah. about injecting them with this stuff, and it's crazy to me. Yeah, I won't even get tested. I won't go near them. Hell no. Why would the, Why would you want to let them know that you got this thing? Then they get in your business even more. Yep. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Wayne. I appreciate your call tonight, man. Let's go uh, unscreen caller. You're on Free Talk Live. Who's this? Yep, you got to go on the air. You got to listen on your phone or else we're going to have to let you go. Going once. I'm, I'm here. Go quick. You're on. Oh, uh, yeah. I was... Okay, can't do it, man. You can't listen to yourself on the radio. It's just not going to work. You'll have to call another night because, unfortunately, we can't sit there and wait until (laughs) the seven seconds or whatever gets caught up. And then if you try to actually, like, stay on with us and then you still have a speaker on in the room, it gets super confusing. It does. So, sorry about that, dude. Call another night. We're here all seven nights per week. If you didn't get on with us tonight, well, Captain, you're taking over on Sundays again, right? That's right. Starting tomorrow night. The captain's back in the uh, the driver's seat here and open phone. Phones, as always, here on Free Talk Live. The Church of Kickass. Indeed. And you can join us then and online in the meantime over at freetalklive.com. Don't forget, we've got the Matrix chat server. If you want to get in our chat room with all the trolls, head on over to chat.freetalklive.com and have yourself a blast. We'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime, freetalklive.com. 
Join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 27th through July 3rd for the 6th Annual Fork Fest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which sold out for the first time in 2021. ForkFest takes place the week after ForkFest, but ForkFest is decentralized, which means that there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 27th through July 3rd. There's no better place to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire. You can find out more at the unofficial website, ForkFest.Party. You can also connect with other attendees on the ForkFest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, as well as the ForkFest Forum. You can find links to those at ForkFest.Party. We hope to see you there. ForkFest.Party.